Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text this morning is found in the Gospel lesson, Matthew 10. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. Here ends the text. Christmas is exactly six months from today. That seems like a long way off, especially since we just officially began summer this past Wednesday. The animated story, A Charlie Brown Christmas, always airs each Christmas season. The two producers who worked closely with Charles Schultz, the cartoonist, who created the cartoon figure, Charlie Brown, remember their desperate attempts to convince the television networks to originally show this TV special. All the major television networks were hesitant. Finally, one agreed, and the cartoonist Charles Schultz got to work. A very memorable and moving part of A Charlie Brown Christmas occurs when the cartoon character Linus strolls to the center of the stage and recites the biblical account of the birth of Christ as recorded in Luke chapter 2. After Linus finishes his recitation, he walks to Charlie Brown and says, That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. The two producers working with Charles Schultz cautioned him about putting something like that into the 1965 TV special. They were convinced it would not go over well. But Charles Schultz responded to the producers with these words, if not us, then who is going to do it? Schultz was a man who boldly spoke of Jesus in his chosen career as a cartoonist. Well, let's fast forward to 2023. Let's consider an actor like Chris Pratt, most famous for his appearances in the Guardians of the Galaxy's movies. He was raised a Lutheran, by the way. He has been quite vocal about his faith in God, about his belief in Christ, whenever he receives an award for acting. His belief that marriage is meant to be between a man and a woman has received much backlash from many people, especially the gay pride movement. Dearly beloved, to all Christians, whether they be a famous actor or just a basic believer, Jesus says to us today, what I tell you in the dark, say in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. What this means for us is that we are to look for ways in which we too can boldly speak of Jesus. As you and I boldly speak of Jesus, let us not be surprised at the opposition to the Word of God. Let us not be afraid of those who oppose the message about Jesus. And let us not be ashamed of Jesus or speaking the Word of God. The first thing we learn from our Gospel text 
which encourages us to boldly speak of Jesus, is that we should not be surprised when we are confronted with opposition to the Word of God. Jesus said, A student is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebub, how much more the members of his household? Jesus himself was often accused by his enemies of being demon-possessed or in league with Satan as he cast out demons. And during our Lord's ministry, his words caused the religious leaders much rage, much anger. They would have killed him had they had the opportunity. Finally, our Lord was crucified on false charges of treason against the authority to Rome. Do not be surprised when you, as a follower of Jesus Christ and your witness, receives opposition. The student is not above the master. We ought to expect opposition. Luther once wrote to his friend George Spalatin about the opposition that he received. He was being accused of being a follower of the opinion reformer John Huss. Remember Huss was burned at the stake in 1415 for proclaiming the very same biblical truth that Luther himself had discovered in the scripture. Luther wrote to Spalatin, God's word can never be handled without causing storm, tumult, and danger. Either one has to abandon the desire for peace and quietness, or one has to deny the word of God. Therefore, give up the hope of advancing Christ's cause in peace and pleasantness, since you can see that Christ has fought with his own blood, as have the martyrs after him. Our Old Testament lesson today revealed the opposition the prophet Jeremiah encountered and is surprised at the intensity of that opposition. Jeremiah writes, I have become a laughingstock all the day. Everyone mocks me. For the word of the Lord has become for me a reproach and a derision all day long. For I hear many whispering terror on every side. Denounce him. Let us denounce him. All my close friends watching for my fall. Perhaps he will be deceived. Then we can overcome him and take our revenge on him. Jeremiah had the very difficult job of preaching a message of law about the upcoming downfall and destruction of Jerusalem. You can imagine how such a message was received by the people of his day. In our day, Opposition comes as part of the job description for any who boldly speak of Jesus. Let us not be surprised by such opposition. A student is not above his teacher. Speaking about Jesus from the rooftop will bring opposition. We pray for courage to endure the scorn and the opposition of the world around us. That scorn and opposition might even be directed at us from our friends or even our family members, from co-workers or our neighbors. As we boldly speak of Jesus, we are also told not to be afraid of those who oppose the message about Jesus. We are often afraid of what people might think of us. 
We do not face imprisonment or death for speaking about Christ as some Christians do in the world today. Jesus says, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but who cannot kill the soul. In 370 AD, Basil of Caesarea, one of the early church fathers, became Archbishop of Caesarea, which brought him into conflict with the Arian Emperor of that day, whose name was Valens. In an attempt to intimidate the stubborn Bishop Basil, Emperor Valens sent the head of his imperial guard, a man by the name of Modestus, to intimidate Basil and threaten Basil with punishment. Basil answered he was ready and eager for Christ, that he had so few possessions that banishment, confiscation, and imprisonment would mean nothing to him. When Modestus complained that no one had ever talked to him like that before, the early church father, Basil, answered perhaps he had never met a bishop before. When the interests of God are at stake, we care for nothing else, Basil said. This early church father was not afraid of those who opposed the message of Jesus. Jesus goes on to encourage our confident trust in God's providential care for our lives as we boldly speak of Jesus. Christ says, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of their Father. Even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. God, who sustains this world, is with you and me in our witness. It is this truth that lifted up the prophet Jeremiah's faith when he faced opposition. We heard in our Old Testament lesson, But the Lord is with me as a dread warrior, therefore my persecutors will stumble. They will not overcome me. They will be greatly shamed and will not succeed. When King David faced the opposition that was leveled against him as king and father by his own son Absalom, opposition that drove King David from his throne, caused him to flee for his life, he did not fearfully lose faith in the Lord and his ability to help. Instead, he writes in Psalm 3, You are a shield around me, O Lord. You bestow glory on me, you lift up my head. To the Lord I cry aloud, and he answers me. I lie down and sleep, I wake again, because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear, though tens of thousands draw up against me on every side. Dearly beloved, let us not be afraid of those who oppose our message as we boldly speak about Jesus. God is with us. Finally, we learn from our gospel lesson today not to be ashamed about the word of God. It is easy, granted, for you and me to remain silent when someone ridicules the Christian faith when we find such marks offensive. But let us recall the gospel law promise and warning with which our gospel concludes this morning. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny 
before my Father who is in heaven. Be bold in speaking about the Son of God, his life on the cross. Be bold about sharing scripture and its message of life and salvation. Be bold in proclaiming the message of justification by God's grace through faith, the message by which we are justified and declared forgiven. Parents, grandparents, be bold of speaking to Jesus, of Jesus to your children and grandchildren. We are bold because the renewing power of God, the Holy Spirit, strengthens us as we acknowledge Jesus as our Savior each and every day. Let us recall the prophet Jeremiah who said, If I say I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, there is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones. I am weary, withholding it in, indeed I cannot. Let us pray to have God's word so burning in our hearts that it is like a fire, that we boldly speak the message of life and salvation in Jesus, speaking in the daylight and shouting from the rooftops the good news of God's love for all in Christ. Indeed, there is no greater message for you and me to share to the glory of our Savior, to the further extension of his kingdom in this place and at this time. May God grant it for Jesus' sake. Amen. Now may the peace of Christ that passes all of our human understanding guard and keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.